The flight deck is made possible by the generous donors supporting the Museum of Flight. You can support this podcast and the Museum of Flight's other initiatives across the United States and the world by visiting museumofflight.org slash podcast. Hello and welcome to The Flight Deck, the podcast of the Museum of Flight in Seattle, Washington. I am not your usual host, Sean Mobley, but rather I am his intern, Eleanor Lindenmeyer. In this episode, I will be speaking with Nancy Conrad, the founder and chairman of the Conrad Foundation and the second wife of Apollo 12 astronaut Pete Conrad. We will be discussing the astronauts who went to the moon, both as astronauts and as people, and the impact celebrity had on them and their families. So I just wanted to start by talking about what I've been calling the astronaut image, which is to me the way that the astronauts were portrayed in the media, the Life magazine, perfect family, perfect American life that they had to embody. And I just wanted to start off by wondering about your thoughts on that. What do you think the purpose of it was? Well, so you, I, I know that you know I'm not, I'm Pete's, I guess, last wife. Chapter 2, Best and Final. So I can't really (laughs) answer the question of what it was like back in the day. Right. Um, I think that those women and Pete's ex-wife, Jane, (laughs) included in that sentence, did an admirable job job of keeping a family together with a guy who is seldom around. That's Mm -hmm. not easy. And Pete had four boys. So, I mean, she really gets a gold star for that one. I'm mostly just curious about your thoughts on the astronaut image as a whole. Like, what do you think the purpose of it was? Uh, Do you have any thoughts on why it was important? Well, when you look at what these guys were involved in, which was something that had never been done before, and when when Kennedy announced, the, the ride to the moon, we didn't have any rockets, we didn't have any mm-hmm. scientists, we didn't have any astronauts, we had no idea what Sam Hill we were doing, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to bring into your workforce anyone that doesn't know what the Sam Hill they're doing, right? Yeah. So, so they were very careful to select people that they felt had what they called in those days the right stuff. And the, the people that were selected, the men that were selected, women didn't get to go in those days. The mm-hmm. men who were selected were people who knew how to fly. They were mostly military. And the image that they put out to the public, they, they had to be respected and respectful. They had to be accessible, and some were. Pete was very accessible. Uh, some even displayed humility. Pete displayed humility and was very grateful for the opportunity that he had to fly. Uh, as I said, that's what he really cared about. Mm-hmm. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it totally does. So it sounds like he really embodied the astronaut image. Do you think that there were some astronauts that maybe didn't do as well of a job? It depends on how you paint that image. Uh, if, you, if you thought it was a tough hard-charging, full-of-himself kind of a guy, that wasn't Pete Conrad, if that's the definition of the image. It depends on how you define the image, I suppose. So I guess it's, it's, 
you know, how do you define a movie star? How do you define a rock star? And it just right. depends on what your definition is, uh, and then you would find someone who would model that definition. So I guess my definition would be someone who had a passion for the opportunity that they were given and could carry it in a humble and uh, respectful way. Mm-hmm. So if that's the image, Pete certainly was the model of that. Yeah, I really like that definition. How do you think that all of the press and the attention of the public impacted the astronauts then and further in their lives when they were done with doing all of their astronaut things? Well, what would happen to you if overnight you became a rock star? Yeah, it'd be crazy. What what happens to anyone who overnight a, a life that has been dedicated to a mission Overnight, they become rock stars, and they're feted, and they're, you know, they're suddenly on the world stage, and they, um, they just become bigger than life. So I guess for some, who, whose ego was defined by that, and whose human was defined by that, a lot of them crumbled under that. Um, mm. For those who were just part of a great adventure and understood that that was their role, they were part of a great adventure, Um, they didn't drink too much of their own Kool-Aid. And some of them got pretty drunk on their own Kool-Aid, I suspect. (laughs) Uh, And some still are, but that's another story. Um, I think that people absorb that kind of attention in in so many ways as we are all different from each other. Their stories... um, into how they respond to that kind of attention. I read uh, about how NASA wanted the astronauts to have very perfect-looking families. Um, And I'm curious about your thoughts on if that was effective, if that was important. I think that when you look at the success rate of most of their marriages, that probably wasn't a true portrayal. And mm-hmm. you have to understand as well that most of these guys were gone most of the time, and right. the wives raised the children, and that was a difficult scenario. And then they became rock stars, and that made it even more difficult. And these were young people that got married very young, and sometimes they just simply outgrew each other. It would happen in any circumstance. So, yeah. you know, there is no perfect American marriage. I, you know, other than the one I had with Pete, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, but I think that was a very difficult time for the children, for the wife, for the husband. And there hasn't really been, in my opinion, a real story told about the person that went to space. Not right. the vehicle, not the program, but the person. And so I think that's a study that, that needs to happen and needs to be done. And am I working on it? Yes. Yeah. What do you think would change about how we view astronauts if we did have more access to the stories about the people as opposed to all the vehicles and the program? It would be such a different perception of these human beings who did something really quite extraordinary. I mean, they were, they're just people. With the, the moon landing, like, it was about beating the Russians, right? Like, that was part of it. We wanted to win 
the space race. Um, and I'm curious how much of it you think was about beating the Russians and how much of it was just about, like, going to space and going on this big adventure and changing the world. It was about beating the Russians. It was a political... Okay. You know, it was, it was Johnson. <laughs> Johnson, so President, uh, Vice President Johnson was the one that came up with the idea, and he mm. convinced Kennedy to do it. And, and it was also Johnson that shut it down because he wanted to do his great society. So it was kind of, boys, you go to do that Apollo 17, and then we're going to shut this down because I want to do my great society. So I, it was very much a political play back in those days. Awesome. Well, I've run out of my questions. I think that was great. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of The Flight Deck, the podcast of the Museum of Flight in Seattle, Washington. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to the podcast or stay up to date with our episodes and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you downloaded us from. You can contact the show at podcast at museumofflight.org. This has been Museum of Flight intern Eleanor Lindenmeyer, and as Sean always says, see you out there, folks.